When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. Wasted. The verdicts are random. So random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. Huh. Yeah. Why? Okay, I'm going to tell you. Tell me. Settle down. Okay. <laughs> you so, first. Uh, I'm trying. Welcome to another episode of True Crimes Against Wine. I'm Judge Topher. And I am Judge Rachel. Judge Topher is going to take us through the vineyards today. And Judge Rachel is, of course, our expert on all things pop culture. That's right. So I'm excited. We have another first today. Yes. We're doing Zinfandel, which we've, we've not done yet. We've never done. Yeah. yeah. And I love Zinfandel. It's really? typically got like a nice pepperiness to it. Ooh. It's, yeah. Got a little kick. Let's open it up okay. and try it. Also, while I'm opening this, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and give the disclaimer and explanation to all of our listeners. So we do Atlanta Pride in October yeah. um, rather than in June. Yeah. And today was the Pride Parade. So I went with some friends who've never seen it before, which was super fun, and drank probably an entire bottle of Prosecco on my own. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be really interesting. <laughs> I told myself that I was going to exercise some self-control. So you did. So, so I, so I did. I only bottle. drank one bottle. <laughs> My God, last year I got so wasty face. I didn't realize that the cans of wine that my friend had brought were like each a third of a bottle of wine. I thought it was oh. just like a glass of wine. Oh, no. And I drank so many of them. I probably had two bottles of wine. And you're wine. like, I only had three glasses. Exactly. Ooh, look, it's a, it's a short little cork. Oh, it's cute. Okay, I want to hear about this bottle that we have in front of us. Yeah, so it's very pretty. It's embossed. Mm-hmm. It's called Gnarly Head. Yeah. And it has what appear to be teddy bears mm-hmm. marching all around with some foliage. Yeah. Old Vines Inn from Lodi, California. It's a Zinfandel 2021. Okay. Now, I will also say Zinfandels tend to be a little bit higher in their alcohol content. Oh, boy. Let's see what this one is. So you're in for a real fun day today is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah, 14.5. Cool. Awesome. (laughs) Did you notice up top? Oh, my God. And then there's, like, dancing skeletons around the neck of the bottle. Little top hats. That's really cute. Yeah. Very Halloween appropriate. Yeah, we're we're right in spooky season time, so spooky I feel like it's season. All right. All right. Well, let's do the smell test. Right. Oh yeah, that's what a zin smells like. Yeah, like classic Zinfandel. Yeah. Are okay. you getting like some black pepper kind of? Not on the smell, but mm. you know I'm not good at smelling. <laughs> what are you getting? You know what I'm gonna say. Don't you dare. I. Can we taste it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I'm getting on the smell mm-hmm. some really nice, what are the cherries that are from Washington? Rainier's? Is that what they are? Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting Mount like Rainier. Rainier. Yeah, that's all Rainier cherries. Yeah, okay. Mm. Ooh, I'm getting some current in the taste. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Thank you. Good job. Thanks. Um, made up for the lack of smell. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, definitely some currants. The pepperiness is mild, but it's on the back end of it. Okay. Kind of like, you know? Let's see. 
Still getting the cherry. Okay. I can see the cherry in it too. Yeah. Yeah. Not like a really lush, overly ripe cherry, just like a really solid mm. snacking cherry. Okay. Yeah. Like the cherry that you would have out on a charcuterie board. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you have a little bite of cheese, then you pick up a really lush cherry. Like, <sighs> mom, 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 mom. Why did you bring up a charcuterie board? Because now I, didn't I really. Bring a charcuterie I want board one so, so bad. <laughs> Sorry, they weren't giving those out of swag at the parade. They're not good parade food, I'll say. <laughs> Yeah, so it's actually a little bit lighter than I thought it was going to be from the smell and the fact that it is 14.5. Yeah. I feel like this will get you. This is a getcha wine. Yeah. Because you're drinking, you're like, oh, I've only had a glass or two. And then after, you know, the bottle's gone, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, oh. Yeah, this, I can already tell this wine's going to get me. <laughs> I don't think it's just the wine. <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about our defendant today? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So would you like to announce who it is? Yes. So Judge Topher did allude to it a little bit with his description of the bottle. Oh, did I? You did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is going to be fun because I feel like you have no idea about anything we're going to talk about. I am totally in the dark. Okay. (laughs) So our defendant today is the Grateful Dead. Yep. Yep. And this is a Grateful Dead limited edition so I guess they did some sort of like collaboration or just like lent their mm. name to the bottle of wine. And where did you find this? The grocery store. That's awesome. It so was actually really boyfriend who saw nice. it. And he was like, hey, you should get it for your podcast. Nice. Thanks, boyfriend. Yeah, thanks, boyfriend. Oh, what was the price point on it? Do you remember? This was like $10. It was oh, super wow. cheap. Mm-hmm. That's really good value because yeah. so far I'm enjoying this wine. Yeah, it doesn't taste like a $10 bottle of it wine It doesn't. I would yeah. price it at least like 16 to 20 Yeah, 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 it's still like a reasonably priced wine, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like so far it's a really good value for the cost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so the Grateful Dead, like, they're known for this logo of both the skeletons and the the dancing bears. Okay. So if you're familiar at all with the band, you've probably seen it. Or if you aren't familiar with the band, you still have probably seen the bears and maybe the, the skulls pop up in, like, pop culture stuff. So here's what I know about the Grateful Dead. Okay. excuse us while we have some technical issues here (laughs) we'll need to pause for a moment to fix this (laughs) the blanket just fell down on Rachel's head you want to stand up and do it so here's what I know about the Grateful Dead okay I know that they're a band yeah and I know that when I lived in Savannah briefly for like six months Mm -hmm. I worked at this restaurant it was really small independently owned yeah and the owner had a Grateful Dead cover band that would come in like mm. once a month on Friday night nice. and do like covers of it. Now, can I tell you any songs that they did? Probably. No, I was not paying attention because I was doing my job because I'm a consummate professional. Uh-huh. What else do you know about the Grateful Dead? That's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's all. It's made up of men. That's, that's true. Yeah. Human men, in fact. They are human. Take a drink. Celebratory yes. sip for you. <laughs> I'm really paranoid now about this blanket. So we have like a sound dampening blanket behind us and it just like full on attacked. Full on attack. It was it pretty amazing, actually. Yeah. It's a wonder I survived. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to tell me about the Grateful Dead today? Everything. Yes. Give it to me. Everything you want to know. So the Grateful Dead is a band, as you know. They originally were called the Thankfully Deceased, but it wasn't as... Catchy. Yeah. It didn't roll off the tongue in the same way. Yeah. That will be part of our cross-examination about their original name. Oh, really? Yes. 
Are you ready? For the cross-examination? <laughs> God, no. Wouldn't that be mean if I just started that off? That would be so mean. I should do it one day. <laughs> you're, I know you're going to. Yeah, I will. Okay. Then I'll give you some background and then we'll, we'll go into it. I'll lull you into complacency. <laughs> right. And then switch on you. Yeah, so they're in that genre of kind of jam band, psychedelic, a mix of like rock, folk, bluegrass, kind of jazzy stuff. Their original lineup that they have in the band, Jerry Garcia, Bob Weir, Ron, Ron McKernan. Wait, Jerry Garcia? Yeah. That, is that where the Cherry Garcia yes, flavor yeah, of ice yeah, cream comes exactly, from? Yeah, exactly, yeah. How funny. Yeah. I never put that together. Yeah. Ron McKernan, Phil Lesh, and Bill Kreutzmann all had very different musical backgrounds. Hmm. It's like different genres and styles. And when they all came together in the 1960s in the San Francisco Bay Area, they kind of created their own unique styles. So they were like really the pioneer of like jam bands, psychedelic music. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that they were from that era, that they were that old. Yeah, they're very, they're very old. They go back a long time. That's 60 years ago. Yeah. It's a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. So the band officially formed in 1965 and they okay. disbanded in 1995. So as a wow. band, for 30 they were years. together for 30 years. Now, some people kind of came and went, mm -hmm. but the core group of them were there for the majority of the time. Gotcha. With one exception, we'll get into his name a little bit. They are one of the highest grossing American touring acts. Wow. Ever. Wow. But they only have one top 40 song. Interesting. Interesting, isn't that? That's kind of like, oh, Aerosmith. They didn't have mm. a number one hit until, I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep. Because I'll miss you, baby. Okay, we can't say anymore, otherwise we'll love Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the reason that they did so well is because they're really known for their live shows. Mm. So a lot of bands traditionally, when they play live, it sounds pretty similar to the recorded version of the song. Okay. Right? Yeah. And that's maybe there's like the some point. improvisational things here and there. Yeah. Grateful Dead did not do that. So really? they were really known for just really embracing like the improvisational part of the live show experience. So each live show is always a little bit different. I mean, that's kind of brilliant. It's really cool, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And they would also encourage their fans to tape at the live shows. So fans started taping these live shows and then exchanging them. And that helped create the band's popularity. Wow. It was really kind of like a grassroots kind of band. Mm -hmm. Like at one point they had their own mailing list. Like if you went to a Grateful Dead show in like the 60s or 70s, there would be a table where you would physically write your name and address down for a mailing list uh -huh. to get on this thing. And they would give you like tour updates and this is where we're going to play next or this is like what's coming out for us. And like that way fans could also communicate with each other too. So there is a very, very intense fan base associated with the Grateful Dead. That's, I should have mentioned that. That's another thing that I you know, know about it. Is yeah. that like, if you're a deadhead, you're you a fucking are a deadhead. deadhead. Yeah. And deadhead yeah. is the name of their fans. Yeah. So I think that's really cool how they had a very unique kind of rise to fame yeah. and success. I respect that. I respect mm -hmm. that hustle. Mm-hmm. That was mm -hmm. smart of them. Yeah. So, like, some of their studio albums, some are better than others because they're really, truly known for their live performances. Mm -hmm. That I think that's what most people associate with The Grateful Dead. And because of the time that they were in, too, they attracted, like, kind of these hippie fan bases. And also, like, some people who are, like, really into music, like serious musicians were 
really impressed at like how they could do these live things like kind of so off the cuff it seemed like yeah too. yeah take some talent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right well it sure does so far i'm kind of liking the grateful dead i'm Gave yeah. some respect for them. Yeah, yeah. and we'll, we'll listen to some Grateful Dead songs afterwards, too. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of really hear the folky bluegrass, a little kind of country influence, along with, like, the rock and jazz kind of stuff in it as well. <laughs> What's your body have to say about it? We'll belt you wide. Okay. So... It's interesting because we've done another jam band before. We did. And you are not a fan. Of Dave Matthews bands? Oh, I didn't think about that. I was thinking of Train. Oh, Train's not a jam band. It's not? Oh, no, no, no. Train's very commercial. Oh. Train was really... Maybe I don't know what a jam band is. Okay, so do you know the idea of jamming as a musician? Yeah, you're just jamming. What does that mean? It means like like improv, like just kind of... Right. (laughs) Exactly. You go... Yeah, well, that that idea is like you're you're really, I think when you have to have really strong skills as a musician to be able to jam successfully, because not only are you like you improvising with whatever instrument you're playing, but you're also listening and hearing what everybody else is doing yeah. to you and kind of picking up on the vibe of that moment to kind of pull and draw from it. Train, I don't think is capable of that. Fair. Train. But you also have a lot of feelings about Train. Their lyrics are just insanely bad. (laughs) (laughs) I still remember the one about the garbage bag. Yeah, they're bad lyrics. They're bad. But this is not a train episode. No, you can go back and listen to that one if you like. And go back and listen to the Dave Matthews um, episode, too. That was our very first episode. It was, yeah. They have some, like, jam band elements, too, in their live performances. Mm. Have you heard of the band Fish? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. They're inspired by Grateful... Yeah, PH. Mm -hmm. They're inspired by Grateful Dead. Okay. Heard of the String Cheese incident? No. Okay, they're also a jam band inspired What happened with the String Cheese? You don't want to know. Apparently. There was an incident. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the Grateful Dead is like the jam band. Gotcha. The jam band that started all the jam bands. They really were. Again, because they were in San Francisco in the 60s, so like they really it was like this counterculture like beatnik movement that then became like this like hippie vibe. So they were there kind of for all of that at that early time. I feel like San Francisco in the 60s was a really cool place. I would love to time travel and just go back there and kind of see what it was like yeah mm-hmm. especially because of the gay scene that's there like yeah people were a lot less inhibited mm-hmm. yeah it was it's a very progressive city in a very progressive time mm-hmm. yeah so they again started in 1965 which is very early on yeah and they started touring they toured in the u.s they toured in europe and that's really what like got them into the standing that they are now So by the time they were in the 70s, they were doing really well. One of their original people, Ron McKernan, who went by the nickname Pigpen. (laughs) Like from Charlie Brown. Yeah, so just imagine. He actually died. He was a keyboardist. He died in 1973 from liver damage. Oh, that rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah, I caught it. Slash podcast lifestyle. What? (laughs) (laughs) They got another keyboardist. Who then died in 1980 in a car accident. Oh, my God. And First then, position. I know. And then their third keyboardist died in 1990 from a drug overdose. So don't play keyboards in The Grateful Dead. Seriously. Yeah. At least this is one of those instances where we can't blame tuberculosis. For once. For once. <laughs> Despite all the fog and the wet 
cold, damp air in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just kind of like a weird little thing that they've had three keyboardists die. Yeah. Seems like a cursed position. Oh, mm. my God. Just like the what a defense against the dark arts position. Yes. I was going to say or the drummer in Spinal Tap. But yes, both work. <laughs> Have you seen Spinal Tap? I have not. Okay, you would like it. It's a Christopher Guest thing. It right? is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love his stuff. Yeah, you, you, you and Fact Checker should watch it. I think Fact Checker has seen it, probably. 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 But anyway, the Grateful Dead did really well with their tours. They were friends with some big names in the 60s and 70s. Do you know Ken Kesey, who wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Do you know the I know, book? I know the, of the book. turned into a movie. I've never read it, but... Okay. He was the person who wrote it. Was that Jack Nicholson? That yeah, was Jack that? Nicholson and Danny DeVito. Oh. Yeah, he has a role in that too. Pretty substantial role in the film. Young Danny DeVito. Yeah, I'd love to was, see what he looks like then. He was a young one. They were really good friends with him. He was super into acid. Obviously, the band is known for the psychedelic part of it too. Like the band members, they were doing all the drugs. All of yeah, the drugs. All the drugs. All the drugs. Um, oh my God. How am I just now noticing your earrings? Yeah. There's black sparkly skeletons. Yeah, they're skeleton. I'm embracing the skeleton part of the Grateful Dead. I love that. Because one of their early logos was the skeleton. Where did you get those? Target. <sighs> you bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to borrow this one day. Okay. And I'm wearing my skeleton sweater. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I'm just like a slut. As always. <laughs> you have skulls on your necklace. I do. I have skulls yeah. on my necklace and I have kind of a witchy earring. Yeah, you do. You're embracing that kind of fall witchy spooky vibe. I came in wearing a headband that was like a ram. Yeah, and that was a bit much. You kept hitting your, <laughs> hitting it on things throughout my house. <laughs> I couldn't wear it in the lift on the way over too because oh. it was like... Brushing up against the roof constantly. You were ramming your head against the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh. There we go. Yes. So they were doing all the drugs. They were doing all the drugs. They were friend with, friends with Ken Kesey. Also good friends with Bob Dylan, too. Oh. Yeah. They that for- seems likely to me. That makes sense, right? Bob Dylan's such like a poet. Yeah. Yeah, because I associate Bob Dylan not only with like a hippie stuff, but also the beatnik kind of part of the San Francisco vibe they formed their own record label in the 70s to put out a couple albums and that kind of dissolved but they also made their own movie called the grateful dead movie in 1977 where jerry garcia like he made it himself like he put together different footage from their concerts gotcha it so it was like a concert movie yeah which i think is cool that, like, not the, like a spice girls movie no it wasn't scripted <laughs> they didn't have to save the world alan Cumming wasn't in it damn it damn it so they, they did really well and kind of gained this big following. Of course, the drugs were a problem. Jerry Garcia, their lead guy, he had drug problems, like did get some rehab and interventions throughout the years. Do we know what drugs? A lot of them. Heroin was a big one. Oh, uh, heroin. You don't fuck around with heroin. Yeah. That's just no. He was also a big drinker and smoker. He didn't eat well. He was overweight and he had diabetes. Like, he wasn't managing his health well oh, in damn. general. Yeah. And that combined with, like, heavy drug use. Obviously, pop, you know, was, oh, was good yeah. for that. I don't even count that as a drug, to be no. honest. I mean, it, yeah, it's not like heroin. Yeah. Yeah, but Jerry Garcia ended up passing away in the 90s. Oh, wow. So they played their last show together in July of 1995. In Chicago, and Jerry Garcia just died just a month later of a heart attack. And he was only in his early 50s when he died. Wow. He wasn't old at all. 
when he passed away. So after that, they disbanded as the Grateful Dead. And like some of the original members have gone on to do other things. And we'll talk about that. But they had 30 years together as a band. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. That's a, it's literally a lifetime, if you think about it that way. It's older than I am. It's Okay. <laughs> it's definitely a full adult. <laughs> but to be able to maintain that sort of success for three decades yeah. is mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's just so cool. And it's, I mean, it's got to be attributed to just their, like, musical acumen as well as their business acumen. Yeah, and I think the fact, too, that, like, they have such a loyal fan base because they really seem to embrace the fans in a sincere way, especially with the recording of shows. Because, obviously, for a lot of reasons, a lot of artists don't like that Mm -hmm. because they're losing out on money. But I think, given the time that The Grateful Dead started in the 60s, and this is very pre-internet, It allowed them to kind of grow and spread the word about their band. Right. So that they got money from the shows and like obviously like selling merch and stuff like that. But that's really what sustained the band. It wasn't like, oh, songs on the radio and things like that. I think it's just cool. It's very different. It's really cool. I don't know if that business model would work today. I feel like I was about to say, I feel like there could be certain acts mm-hmm. that really would benefit from that mm. um because everything's so retro right now like mm. oh my god did you know that the kids today are like obsessed with cassette tapes of things no stop yeah because it's just like so novel yeah <laughs> it'd be like somebody our age being obsessed with like a phonograph or something right <laughs> but at least i will say this at least now they'll understand what we say when we're like oh can you tape that for me that's true yeah because before. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like, that didn't make sense to them. Because, mm-hmm. like, tape for them is, like, scotch tape. Yeah. I'm like, what? Or, like, dial a phone. Yeah, they what don't do you mean dial. They don't, yeah. You just press the buttons. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Let's talk about the wine. Are you getting any other flavors from the wine now that it's opened up a bit? A little woodsiness Ooh. on the nose. Ooh. I like it. I do. It's juicy. It's getting juicier. Like yeah. the the cherry's getting more ripe mm. to me. I feel like this is a wine that could work at different temperatures throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. I could see you taking this on a picnic in warm weather or sitting around like a campfire when it's cool outside. Mm-hmm. It could also be a standalone wine or it could go really well with food. Yes. I'm still thinking about that charcuterie board. I am too. I really want some Fact checker right now. Fact checker, where are you? Fact Checker is chaperoning our friends at the Pride Parade. Can he DoorDash us some Prosecco? <laughs> I was going to say Prosecco, but sure. Sure, why some not? Prosecco. Some more Prosecco, why not? <laughs> Can he DoorDash us a charcuterie board? That is that possible? That would be possible? amazing. We there should be a restaurant that's just... Business idea. Yeah, charcuterie delivery. Yes. By Hot Hunks. Okay. Yeah, sure, why not? shirtless. All right, let's do it. And wearing really tight shorts. Wait, are they the charcuterie board? Is this just a living charcuterie oh, board? Oh, okay. That's that's like the deluxe. That's you have to the pay premium. extra for it. <laughs> okay, we copyrighted that so nobody else can steal it. Yeah, that doesn't exist at all. What would you call it? Charhunkery. Ooh, that's good. I was gonna that's say okay. I was gonna say meat market. Meat market's a good one. <laughs> I like meat market better. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Can I have a little bit more, please? Yes. Thank you. I apologize if my vinyl pants are You do have on very creeping. noisy pants today. I did not think about that when it came to recording. I feel like this wine will stain your teeth a little bit. 
You think? I feel like it is. I'll let you know. No, you're oh, good okay. so far. Sometimes, you know, you get that feeling like, oh, my mouth must look a real mess. I am the worst about getting wine mouth, but it's like on my lips mm. for some reason. And it doesn't happen as often if I'm wearing like lipstick. Okay. But if I'm drinking with just my regular lips. <laughs> as opposed to your irregular lips. <laughs> I'm too drunk. I think for that's this. the intro now. <laughs> <laughs> also, do you exfoliate your lips? No. How do you do that with a Brillo pad? I mean, I guess that's one way. <laughs> you can get a lip scrub. A lip scrub. Yeah, to get dead skin off your lips. Nice. My lips are very prone to dead skin, so I exfoliate them a few times. I feel like I have very porous lips. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. They really just hold the red wine. Oh, okay. I see. So it's like a natural lipstick then for you. It is, but splotchy. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. So beautiful. Perfect look. I'll wake up sometimes the next morning after drinking red wine, especially if it's cheaper red wine. Oh, yeah. And be like, oh, my God, I look a mess right now. That's when fact checkers like, here he is, love of my life. Exactly. (laughs) With his regular lips. With his regular lips. (laughs) Not the special occasion list. No. <laughs> those are in a box sealed away. Exactly. We only bring those out for Christmas and birthdays. That's right. Maybe New Year's. <laughs> are you ready? Oh, my God. Okay. I'm as ready as I'll ever be. I, I think that's probably true. <laughs> All right. So today's cross-examination is multiple choice. <sighs> okay. I was so scared you were going to say true-false. I mean, this is kind of harder because you have four options to choose from. I mean, I'm not saying it's less hard, but I am saying it's... Does true false just psych you out? Yeah. Okay, good to know. I'll do more. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't know which part of it is the false or true, you know? like very tricky. Yeah, you can like add just like one tiny little thing in there. Yeah, I'm really good at that. It's very manipulative. Thanks. Appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about their band name. What was their original band name? Was it A, the Warlocks, B, the Smiling Guys, C, the Acid Trips, or D, the Weeds? That's really hard. They're all very different. They are all very different. I'm torn between the Smiling Guys and the Weeds. Okay. What does your heart say? Are you looking at the bottle for help? I am. It doesn't say on the bottle. I'm hoping that the teddy bears give me something. Okay. I'm going to go with the smiling guys. The smiling guys? Yeah. Wrong. Take a drink. Is it the weeds? No. (gasps) Really? It's the warlocks. Oh, my God. Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Take a drink. They had to discontinue using that name because another band had recorded an album under that name. They're like, oh, we can't use this anymore. Also, interestingly enough, do you know Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground? Yeah. Their original name was also the Warlocks. And they also had to stop. What? Isn't that nuts? That is nuts. Yeah. Huh, how wild. I know. I feel like their vibe is very different as the Warlocks from the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you got one wrong. Okay. Okay. Next question. How did they actually get the name the Grateful Dead? Was it A... From their friends and author Ken Kesey while they were all on acid? Was it B, when they were all just getting high in a cemetery? Was it C, at a coffee shop in San Francisco? 
Or was it D from the Britannica World Dictionary? I've blown your mind. I know. There's One so of those many, is true. There's so many good <laughs> options, though. I know. Like, I kind of wanted to be while they were getting high in a cemetery. Mm-hmm. But I was really thrown by the Britannica Dictionary. It's a curveball, but is that the one? <laughs> I apologize for my phone. <sighs> I know you threw it in there just to trick me, but I'm going with the Britannica Dictionary. Even though I know in my heart it's got to be getting high in a graveyard. Okay. Although you probably made that one up, too. Now you're just doubting everything. I doubt everything. You're like, none of them are real. <laughs> All right, pick up your drink. Celebratory oh, set. Yay. <laughs> it was the Britannica World Dictionary. Okay, I need to know everything about that. I know, right? Because that's so nutty to me. So apparently there's this thing in like folk tales throughout the world of this idea of a grateful dead or the grateful ghost of a spirit who's not at rest because they didn't have the proper burial. And then somebody comes along and like, somehow provides a proper burial for them and then they're grateful and they can like move on to the next part of existence. Okay, that story totally makes sense. Yeah. But why choose that for your band name? I think that's a catchy band name. I mean, it totally is. I think it, I mean. How did they land on that? I think they probably were high, like flipping through the Britannia or like, whoa, they're grateful that. That's a cool name. Because they're from California too. Yeah. (laughs) Like Totally. Totally. Cowabunga, dude. Let's choose it. Spectacular. Let's go to the mall later. And they just settled on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's cool. I think, yeah, it's literally a thing of like flipping through a book and be like, oh, that's cool. That's going to be your name now. Just fine. <laughs> Let's, I just want to go on the record <clears throat> and say, I, for one, have not burped once this episode. Famous last words. <laughs> I've just condemned myself to like having terrible burps. <laughs> All right. Which 1980s show did they do music for? So A, the Golden Girls. B, Dallas. C, Star Trek. Or D, Twilight Zone. One of those is real. Okay, I'm just going to go with my gut on this one. I have no reasoning for it whatsoever. I'm going to go with Star Trek. Okay, you're confident about that? No, but <laughs> that's as good as it's going to get. Well, you're wrong. Take a drink. <sighs> it's Twilight Zone. I almost did that. Mm. Take a drink. But I thought it was too on the nose. No, it's Twilight Zone. Which, again, is weird to me. I'm like, how did you guys get connected with that? I mean... Because it was a revival of Twilight Zone, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was the one in the 80s. Yeah, it was the 80s Twilight Zone, yeah. Gotcha. Now I want to go back and watch an 80s Twilight Zone episode and hear the opening and end credits. Just yeah. to hear the Grateful Dead music. Because I just like, like what Grateful Dead song, like let people know it's like weird dystopian kind of futuristic sci-fi. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. It's weird to me. All right, you ready? Okay. Which unusual thing did they own? Is it A, a castle in Ireland? Ireland. Ireland. B, a jungle in Costa Rica? C, a theme park in Florida? Or D, caverns in Spain? D, caverns in Spain. Okay, any sort of explanation? Girl, you know I don't have any explanation. <laughs> that could be the, the subtitle for a podcast. 
<laughs> Girl, you know I don't have any explanation. Wrong. Take a drink. Uh, what do you think it is now? It's not the caves. Okay. The theme park. No. Although I could see a Grateful Dead theme park doing really well. They're not in Enya. Who has a Kathleen Ireland? No, they? they have a jungle in Costa Rica. They have a jungle? They just bought a jungle. They bought a jungle just to preserve it. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Cheers to you. Cheers to you, Grateful Dead. That was nice of you. Okay. You ready for this one? Sure. Which food do they help popularize in the U.S.? Oh, my God. <laughs> I tried to pick the weirdest things I could find. <laughs> you found some weird things. Yeah. I will say that. A, string cheese. B, sorbet. C, yogurt. Or D, Cottage cheese. String cheese. Okay. Because of the incident? Because of the incident and also because I want some string cheese right now. That I do have. <laughs> I do have some string cheese in the fridge. Yes. Okay, that's what you're going with? Yep. Wrong. Take a drink, Tucker. I am doing abysmally with yeah, this. I know. You're really not doing well. Man, drunk me, not great at cross-examinations. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Who would have thought? It was yogurt. Huh. Yeah. Why? Okay, I'm going to tell you. Tell me. Settle down. Okay. <laughs> you so, first. Uh, I'm trying. Drink a drink. So yogurt in like the 60s and I guess early 70s was kind of thought of as like a hippie food, which, okay. Gut health. Yeah. That's for damn hippies. Yeah, exactly. Because we eat steak and potatoes here in America. Mm-hmm. But the owner of Springfield Creamery in Oregon was Ken Kesey's brother. Oh, okay. And Ken Kesey's like, well, I know the band. They can come out and just like do a show for free if you want as publicity. So they did. And it just kind of helped popularize yogurt. That's is so, so weird. wild. Yeah. But yogurt still has this kind of connotation as like a health kind of food. Mm-hmm. So I can still see, like, the hippie kind of connotations of it in America coming through with yogurt. Yeah. Whereas if you are abroad, yogurt's just... Yogurt. Yogurt. It just exists. It's yeah. a normal part of the diet. Yeah. People don't think you're weird for it. <laughs> now, do you... Are you a yogurt person? Every now and then I'll get on a yogurt kick. Do you do regular American yogurt or are you, like, a Greek yogurt I like I like my Greek yogurt. I do, too. Feels thicker. It's, it's like more substantial. Yeah, and I don't like overly really sweet things unless I'm mm-hmm. just eating trash candy. In which case, very sweet. <laughs> trash candy? Yeah, you you always get on to me about Do you get, get candy about, out of like, the trash? No, but you always get on to me about how I like really gross candy. You do like really gross candy? See? Like Reese's. I'm not that big into Reese's. I like the, like, the very fi- like fruit-flavored stuff, but it's very fake. Do you want to know a secret? I do. Okay. okay. Right now I have a big old Ziploc filled with just the Runtz bananas. <laughs> My favorite drink. I ordered like a pound of them off of Amazon. <laughs> okay. I need to know how much alcohol influenced this. None alcohol. <laughs> oh no. That's even worse. I know. I just like them. And I know it's gross. Banana but I like Runtz. Them. That's yeah. so funny. Also, you can just buy like a pound of them off of Amazon if you want. They're off label, but we all know what they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Boyfriend hasn't said anything about it. <laughs> He's just waiting. 
Well, I don't know if he's like really registered it. It's not hidden, but it's not also within like eyeline. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's there. <laughs> Where is your pantry? It's a very small cabinet that we've just decided is the pantry. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Because my kitchen doesn't have the best layout to it, so it's what it is. Okay, you ready? Yes. So they're known for their live shows, right? Right. They have one song called Dark Star. Okay. Okay. True. Yeah, take a drink. Celebratory sip for you. Just kidding, it's false. I gotcha. Mm. <laughs> they have a song called Dark Star. And on the recorded album studio version of Dark Star, it's two minutes and 40 seconds. However, the live version is longer. So how long is that live version? Is it A, 48 minutes, B, 29 minutes, C, 13 minutes, or D, 7 minutes? Which one is it? Think about it. So the first one was 48 minutes, uh -huh. 49 minutes, something like that. Yeah, I'm going down. I went 48, this... 29, 13, or 7. One of those is real. First song that was under three minutes on, like, the recorded version. 29. Okay. Any reasoning? It's a good number. Because that's how old you are? That's how old I'll be. I'm so Someday. Sorry. In five years. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. Damn it. Was it 40 something? It was 48 minutes. Damn it. I thought I was like on my way to that. And I was like, no, she There's would not no put that first. There's no way. 40. 48 minutes. Now, I want to know as they were performing that, does someone be like, okay, it's the guitar solo time. And everybody else went off stage, like peed, drank a bottle of water, came back. and That's then, like, a did, long ass guitar they just, solo. Like, well, not for the whole time. Because then... Did they just like rotate like and then bass solo, bass solo, boom, boom, drum solo? Yeah, exactly. And they just take turns being like, "We're gonna take a three minute break. You just uh, you keep them entertained now for a little bit." So last night at my job where I was bartending, there was a band that was working that night. It was two ladies, and their original songs were really good, but they also did improvisation. Mm like improvisational songs. Fact checkers assessment was if you're doing improvisation, shouldn't you be good at improvisation? Oh no. Oh no. They would sing like five minute songs about like, I wish I were an octopus. What? Yeah. And Is just it high? like, I don't know. Fact checker was putting extra tequila in their drinks. I will say that. <laughs> so it's his fault is what you're saying. <laughs> he wanted to see how weird they would get. Sounds like they got pretty weird. They got really weird. Yeah. How do you know that that wasn't just one of their songs that they've rehearsed? Because they said. They were They lying. were taking like. They could have lied to you. No, they were taking things from the audience. Audience plants. Oh. Mm. They're like, everybody's going to love our octopus Well, then song. it's a really shitty song. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Abby and oh, Tiffany, no. but. Oh, no. Sorry, Abby and Tiffany. You did not do well. Now you owe us money somehow. Now your other songs were great. Oh, song about the squid that they had written beforehand was really top notch. The Kraken. Okay, I'm sorry. I haven't heard Abby and Tiffany in person yet. The Cracker Barrel Kraken. Uh, oh, that sounds really fun, actually. Actually, yeah. I would listen to that song. Yeah, I would too. That sounds like fun. Because it plays that little peg game. 
with all yes. of its little like arms. It's like you're an ignoramus if you only get blah blah blah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever won it before? No, I've gotten down to like two before. Same. Yeah, but I can never get down to like one. So far apart. Yeah, it's like there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Also, more restaurants should have like little games for you to play while you're waiting for your food to come out. I agree. Because God forbid you should have to talk to your dinner mates. I know, right? <laughs> I did not come here to socialize. I came here to stuff my fucking face. Yeah, I'm hungry. Leave me alone. Leave I'm going to play alone. my little game. <laughs> I get mad at it until my food arrives and I forget. I and then mad. throw it at my dinner mate. Yeah. Exactly. And say, no, you can't help. Shush. You ready? Yes. We've got a few more. Okay. You're not doing well. I'm not. You've only gotten one right. Oh, this might be the worst you've ever done. Oh, my God. Okay, next question. So not supportive. Topher, you can do it. I believe in you. Thank you. Today is Gay Pride Weekend. Okay. You have to not be homophobic for once in your life, Rachel. (laughs) I'll try. Which Olympic sport did they help sponsor in the 1992 Olympics? Was it A, the Jamaican bobsled team? B, the cool Chilean. Runnings. Exactly. Was it B, the Chilean archery team? Was it C, the Lithuanian basketball team? Or D, the South African ping pong team? South African ping pong. Okay. Why? Because it's fun to say ping pong. Okay. You're wrong. <laughs> Take a drink. Is it archery? No. Damn it. Is the bobsled? No. I, I threw that in there because of cool runnings just to see if you'd be led to pick it. Uh-huh. It was the Lithuanian basketball team. How random. Uh-huh. You know, Fact Checker's family is from Lithuania. I know. Were they on the basketball team? No. Like a third cousin or something on Yeah, the team. probably. None of them are tall enough to be on a basketball team. I could see Fact Checker I mean, playing basketball. Really? Yeah, he's, he has a life build. He could do it. Have you ever seen him throw a basketball? No. It's not great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe just, Sorry, fact checker. I'm just picturing him in the uniform and like being okay. sassy hand on the hip. Looks great and in the uniform. basketball on the other hand, be like, you can't get yeah. me. Totally looks great in the uniform. She and cannot. not the longer shorts, like short, the short, short shorts. Yeah. Like 80s like gym retro, shorts. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. You got him some of those. I did. And they yeah. say, sorry, taken <laughs> on the back. <laughs> so now he has to wear that with a tank top and go play basketball. Fair. I don't see a problem with any of those. He learned basketball, by the way, from watching the Jessica Alba movie. <laughs> what is that called? I don't know. Where she's like, honey. I thought honey, honey was a dance movie. It is a dance movie. And she oh, she no. learns a dance move by watching like, the by local basketball team. Basketball. Yeah. Oh, and no. so it's like this. Jessica Alba. She's dribbling. Yeah. That's how Fact Checker learned basketball. Yep. He'd never been exposed prior to that. No, he didn't even know what it was prior to that. <laughs> Well, he should have watched the 1992 Olympics from Lithuania because they won a bronze medal. That's a poor investment. Silver or nothing. What? But what's really cute, though, is they wore tie-dye shirts to accept the medal because tie-dye is a big Grateful Dead thing. It's like, thanks, Grateful Dead, for somehow giving us money to play basketball in the Olympics. That's really cute. I know. Grateful Dead seems like really good people. I know. Aside from the drug problems and all of that. There's that, Yeah. You know, serious addiction yeah. issues. Addiction does not characterize you. You can still be a good person you and be addicted be to stuff. Person, yeah, yeah, you can still sponsor a basketball team from I'm Eastern addicted Europe. addicted to you. <gasps> Thanks. 
can't quit me. Wish I could quit you. You can't. During their first gig as the Grateful Dead under their new name in 1965, who did they play with? Was it A, Jimi Hendrix? B, Peter, Paul, and Mary? What year did you say? 65. 65. Pay attention, please. Thank you. We're going to start over. (laughs) A, Jimi Hendrix. B, Peter, Paul, and Mary. C, Janis Joplin. Or D, the Rolling Stones. Oh, my God. That's so hard. One is real. I I am aware of the rules. Thank you. <laughs> the other three are fake. I am so between Janis Joplin mm-hmm. and Peter, Paul, and Mary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I pick one answer, though? Peter, Paul, and Mary. Wrong. Take a drink. Was it Janis Joplin? No, it was Rolling Stones. Really? Yes. That's big. I know. So they were playing in California in San Jose, which is just outside of San Francisco, in the Civic Auditorium. Crop top's writing up. It's very crappy. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. Now, what six, an opportunity. I know. Like, 65, too, it was also kind of, like, toward the beginning of the Rolling Stones career as well. But that's really incredible that they played yeah. the Rolling Stones. All right. Gray, last question. Okay. How many Grammys have they won? Oh, no. A, zero. B. Three, C, six, or D, ten. Zero. Okay, any reasoning? You said they only had, like, one big hit. Mm-hmm, but is that directly tied to Grammys? I'm going to go with zero. Okay. Celebratory sip for Yay! you! They did get a... I mean, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Not yay that you didn't win any Grammys. Yay, Yay that I failed. got it right. <laughs> Now, they did win a Lifetime Achievement Grammy in 2007. Okay. But that wasn't, like, for any nomination or specific category. Right. I was like, oh, you guys have been around for a long time. We should probably give you an award. Is that basically the equivalent of having your, like, handprint on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Yeah, but I think it was a little bit more weight. I think it's like a Lifetime Achievement Oscar sort of thing. Are those important? <gasps> yeah. Oh, Topher, I'm giving shade to the Grammy and Oscars. All right, guess what? I have a bonus question for you. (gasps) I'm going to bet all my points. You have two out of ten points. (laughs) So if you bet them all, that gives you four. I still lose. Yeah, you still lose. But you can lose feeling a little bit better, I guess. All right, You're so happy right now. I know. I'm really bad at masking my delight in your failure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ben and Jerry's named their ice cream flavor what? Cherry Garcia. Yes! Yay! You already said it. You got 10. I mean, 4 out of 10. 10! I got 10 points. You heard it here first. Fine, I'll give it to you. (laughs) You have to drink the whole glass real fast, though. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you didn't do so great on this I did not. Yeah. You know, it's funny because normally when I know nothing about anything mm-hmm. i tend to do well i know today not so much no your instincts just guided you totally in the wrong direction i blame it on the prosecco i was gonna say i think I it think was it the pre-gaming. my, my ins- i wasn't pre-gaming to be I, fair well, i was at an event and i was gaming and then i came here so pre-gaming one could say well and then i did pre-game here as well fair yeah boyfriend is very you just chug that like this much left for people who can't see me right now it was like a millimeter left in the glass oh my god that's so much more than a millimeter i don't rachel doesn't know (laughs) (laughs) i really don't i'm really bad at with any sort of like number guessing that was like at least an inch 
It was not it an, was an inch. inch of wine. It was an inch of wine. That, that's a lie. That's an inch. You drink yours. Okay. You liar. You're a liar. I've never once in my life. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> okay. I'll take my, my water. <laughs> Your mineral water? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Do you know anybody who's a big Grateful Dead fan? Just curious. Yeah, the dude who I worked for. Okay, that's very specific. End of story. Okay. The one who had the Grateful Dead cover band. Oh, in Savannah? Yeah. Was that related to the restaurant at all, or he just thought it was cool? No, he was just in a cover band, and... Oh, he was in the cover band. Yeah, yeah, Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he was that in the cover band. that actually, like, bring in customers? Oh, no. It's like money wasn't better on those nights when the cover band played. It was the worst, because it would bring in people, but they weren't there to, like order food and shit they would just oh. like sit and be like i'll have an iced tea like that's not what jerry garcia would have ordered yeah he would have ordered drugs thank you i brought all these drugs in a jungle and and a jungle complete with monkeys and a basketball team yes and jessica alba well no maybe okay i don't know do you want to hear about jerry garcia's messy love life yes i do okay you know i love that shit i know which no i crumbs. did not know so I will say my context for the Grateful Dead is that my dad really loves them. Oh. So in my mind, they're like a dad band, which isn't what they are. But it's I associate jam bands with dad bands. With dad, dads. <laughs> with dads. I got Midwestern for a second. <laughs> I want a soda. Guess our wine while you're laughing at me. <laughs> my dad also makes guitars. Thank you. And stuff's so like he he has I'll a, stop pouring when I want to stop pouring, by the way. I'm sorry, I was in the moment of a very personal recollection. Uh-huh. And then you're like cutting yourself off. Because this is well over an inch of wine. Oh, now you know dimensions. <laughs> I mean, this is an inch and a half, two inches of wine. Two inches. I'm sorry. Is that how you calculate inches in your brain? Is it like wine-based? Honestly, sometimes it is. Okay, that makes sense for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always learned that... Yeah, I was going to say that. That's, the, that's an inch. Between knuckle and knuckle is an inch, mm -hmm. yeah. Unless you got crazy fingers that are really long Ooh, or really short. Crazy fingers. They're like curly straws. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have nipples like that? That's too much. That's not... Feasible for day-to-day -day life. But you, you but you got to because that's what you were given. Plastic surgery. And get the Could second. you afford it? <gasps> you would cut the nipple off? Yeah, if I were anesthetized, yeah. I wouldn't do it. The surgeon would. You would have it cut off? Yes. What am I going to do with those? That's excessive. Show them off to people because it's a novelty. Join a freak show. Freak show. Are you speaking from personal experience, Topher? I don't have corkscrew nipples, no. <laughs> He's like slowly tugging his crop top down to cover himself. It's like, if my crop top's not writing up anymore. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Jerry Garcia and his messy life. Yes. So he was the lead, right? He was the lead. So he was like the front man of the band unofficially, but he was the lead singer who's on guitar. Like when you think of the Grateful Dead, I think you kind of picture Jerry Garcia. Like, do you have an image of the band in your brain at all? I no. do, but it's not the accurate image. Okay, what's your image? A bunch of guys who look like various hippies. Okay. What are various hippies look like? And some of them have big mustaches. Okay. Although I guess maybe that's more 70s than 60s. Okay, yeah. 
But they could have had it. Long hair. Long hair. We're doing headbands. Mm, maybe one or two of them has a headband. Okay. Somebody's got a mullet for sure. Oh, for sure a mullet. Because they were ahead of their time. All right. I'm going to just pull up some images of the Grateful Dead and see if this is what your brain said. That's Jerry Garcia in the front. He has like big poofy hair and glasses. Oh my God, he's Hagrid. Yeah, he kind of looks like Hagrid. That's a really good description of him. Are the other guys, they, there are substantial mustaches in the band. There are substantial mustaches. I will say you're right with that. What's up with the Joker smile right he's there? He's very happy. The guy in the back. He just got a blowjob. <gasps> From who? We'll never know. Here's another one. They look like dads to me. They all have like a dad vibe. Yeah. To me. Except for that one. He's got a Jeffrey Dahmer vibe. It's the glasses. And the haircut. Yeah. And the fact that Jeffrey Dahmer was in the band very briefly, and that was him. <laughs> Here we go. Here's Wouldn't a, that be wild, though? No, that'd be crazy. Here's a silly, goofy picture where they're all just being some goofs. That's fun. Yeah. To me, like, they all have, like, a dad vibe to them. Yeah. So that's why my brain, like, they're a, a band that dads listen to and really like. That's fair. But again, that was my experience. <laughs> my dad liked them. But yeah, Jerry Garcia. So he first got married in the 60s in San Francisco to a waitress at one of the venues where they played. That didn't last long. Mm. They had a kid. Then they split after a few years. He got married again to a woman that he had kind of been sleeping with, having an affair with for a lot of the 70s. And then they got divorced. And then he got married to his third wife. And then he died. And that wife did not allow the first two wives to his funeral. How can you not allow somebody to, to a I guess funeral? you can. Do you have a bouncer? I guess you do. I guess when you're that famous, you would have a bouncer. Yeah. And she's like, no, you can't come in. And apparently, Jerry had this thing where he would tell the women he was with, like, you're the love of my life. Like, he would say that to multiple women. And they didn't find that out until he died. And I guess they were talking and... They're like, yeah, you know, I was the love of his life. And they're like, he said that to me. And then somebody else like, he said that to me too. Was he just a shitty partner? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has that. Okay, so with the wild hair and yeah. the beard, he's got kind of a cult leader he vibe about him. He does kind of have a cult him. leader vibe, yeah. Mm-hmm. That look with the yeah. big wireframe glasses too. Why were women during that? Period, like so drawn to that. I think it's just charisma. Daddy issues? Yeah. Oh. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> well, charisma, yeah, that's what it is. And daddy, daddy issues. issues. Yeah, I think that's a lot of Maybe it. that's what we're going to call the episode. <gasps> daddy issues. Daddy issues. Because you said they're all like daddies. I didn't say, no, yeah. that's not what I said. You were like snacky daddies. Mm, num, 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 num. That's your words. I said for eat some Cherry Garcia. Oh, I'm, 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 like, mm. I would love some Cherry Garcia. I know. We really want a lot of different things now. <laughs> <laughs> cherry Garcia with a charcuterie plate, though. And some string not, cheese. And some string cheese. Yes. That sounds like heaven. Sounds like a good time. Now, my charcuterie plate is marble. So if I, like, chilled it and then just scooped some ice cream out on it. I fucking love that. So it would stay, like, really cold. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Make it happen. You know, that's a wine tasting note is chilled marble. What? Yeah. What does chilled marble taste like? This Good. I'm sorry. This feels made up. Good. Everybody who says like tasting wine is just nonsense. This is why. <laughs> well, a lot of it is nonsense. So 
Sure. Revealing industry secrets over here. Yeah, so let's talk about the band after Jerry died and his wife would not allow his ex-wife to his funeral. Mm-hmm. So there have been, like, different bands that have come out of the Grateful Dead. There's been, like, the Dead and Company, in which John Mayer joined several of the remaining band members and toured for a long time. Really? That lasted from 2015 to 2023. Okay. Yeah. Even though he's a douchebag, he's actually a really good guitar player. I feel like they shouldn't allow douchebags in because they're into conservation. I was about to say conversation. I mean, I'm sure they talked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think they had messy lives, too, with, like, between all the drug use, drama. The band members had to have several interventions for Jerry. Like, you have to stop doing drugs. At one point, he went into a diabetic coma. Oh, my God. Like, when he woke up from it, like, he had to relearn a lot of basic things, including, like, how to play guitar. And he still did drugs after a lot. Addiction is bad. How many? You heard it here first. (laughs) You heard it here first. How many interventions is too many interventions? Like before what? Before you just stopped? Trying? Yeah. Like if if you were to be giving an intervention to like me or fact checker. <gasps> for like, what? Let's say for substance abuse. Okay. How many before you're just like, I'm I done can't with you. do this? I would say maybe two and then I'm like, I'm out. Like if the if the second one didn't right. Take. Yeah, like if if I tried once and you relapsed or whatever, I'm like, okay, try again. And then it it doesn't work. I think I would just be like, I'm done at Mm. that point. What about you? I'm similar. I would say I would say three. Okay. Like the third one is my last straw. Okay. And if that doesn't work. I think it also, I mean, and this may just be very like self-centered of me too, but what is the person doing? What is their behavior? Oh, no, that's not self-centered of you at all. I don't think. I think that's. That's the whole point of it, because Mm -hmm. recovery is about what that person is doing. Even if it doesn't directly impact me. Yeah. If I'm just like, Topher, you keep getting fired for stealing all the wine from work. That's real. (laughs) (laughs) It is not real. No, I'm just being a turd. It's not real. No, but I feel like that is 100% something that does affect you and your friendship. Yeah. Because let's say that I was such an alcoholic that I was stealing wine from work. Mm-hmm. That does affect you because that's part of my character now. And you're calling me every time you get arrested. Not even that. It's just like, how trustworthy am I? Okay. Yeah. I see, I see that. that makes like, sense. am I going to steal yeah. from you? <gasps> no. Oh, well, I'm not, but. Mm, is, he winked everybody. <laughs> I did not wink. He did a big comical. a wink. <laughs> I cross my fingers. That's all. <gasps> no. I also think too, like when you're working with somebody in a creative aspect, like in a band, and it's hard too because the other band members they're also using and drinking. Like they're not. I mean, Grateful doesn't know for being like a straight laced band. Right. <laughs> Let's be real here. Right. You know, I wonder if there was maybe some difficult conversations. I don't know amongst the other band members of like, we know that Jerry has this issue because it was affecting his performances at one point too. Where like, where that's a big issue. Where when they were on stage, like he just wasn't performing as well. Like there were some shows too, where he was just kind of like resting his head, like on the microphone stand during live performances. Cause like he was just not in good shape. 
so it's hard, but also too, if you're a band and you're with somebody for 30 years, I think that complicates it too. Because you really are, I mean, you really are family with somebody at that point. Yeah. If you've been together for that long in the bulk of your life. Because they started the band when they were in their 20s. And that's such a formative time. There's I don't, a I don't know. It's so complicated. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. For it's sure. so complicated. And then and you have a unique perspective because you've been with somebody who was in a band. Mm-hmm. I was married to Jerry Garcia. I was the wife. She was part <laughs> of the funeral. I'm sorry. You're the third one. <gasps> oh, I did the banning. Yes. I was like, yo, you can't come. Get out of here. Bitch. Go. No, I mean, it's it's different because there is this, that certain closeness with somebody when you are involved in a creative endeavor like this. Yeah. 100%. But it's also very frustrating, too, when you see somebody who is making these poor decisions that is harming themselves. And like you said, too, at some point it does affect you, even if that person isn't doing harm to you. You know that they're going down a bad path that when, like, you empathize and care for them as a person. But then you also recognize, too, like, this is not going to be good for for us as our relationship or, like, as a group in the long run. Yeah, I, I had an unfortunate experience with that with a former coworker who mm-hmm. was a very good friend of mine, and he was a recovering meth addict mm. and was in recovery, had been in recovery for years when I met him mm-hmm. and then dated the wrong person and got back and in. got back in, yeah, and ended up dying mm. um a couple of years ago. And it was one of those things where it was just like gut wrenching because it's like there had been instances where he'd reached out to me mm. and asked for money or a place to stay and things <laughs> like that. And because me and my roommate at the time had done so much already, we had reached that point of like, we can't help you anymore mm. because you continue to what am I? trying to think of basically you're breaking our trust yeah every time yeah we give you something you just yeah. use it as a way to like boost yourself for a little while mm-hmm. and then go straight back into it and so when he died it was like oh my god could we have done something but the thing is you can't you can't yeah. do anything and that's i mean i think that speaks to like the tragedy and complexity of like addiction is you know that that person, there are some things that are just really kind of beyond their control, like those cravings, the instinct to like just go for that. But then on the other hand, too, you know that they're also making bad decisions. Yeah. And, and you that's know them as so difficult. About you know them it. as the person that they yeah. are, mm-hmm. not the person who mm-hmm. is being controlled by this demon. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it's 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 so complicated and complex because you can recognize addiction is a disease. It's horrible for the person who's going through it. But then also on that outside perspective, too, you can understand, too, that somebody who is in an active addiction and who's behaving poorly is hurting a lot of people around them, too. And there's not yeah. much you can do to stop it. Yeah. That powerlessness is I don't know. It's horrible. I can't I can't imagine being with somebody in a relationship, whether it's like a romantic relationship or a friendship or a really close coworker, where you're seeing that happen and coming to a good solution to it, because there is no good solution to it. Yeah. You know, there, I mean, there's just not. There's not. And it just sucks. And it's hard for everybody yeah. involved. 100%. Yeah. Well, that was uh, 
A fun downer. Well, that's our addiction episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is not an addiction podcast. No, we are not qualified experts to speak on addiction in any shape or form. Other than I think knowing some people in our lives who've gone through addictions yeah, and knowing think, how tough it is. Yeah, we're qualified. We're qualified to talk about that for sure. Right, like you our know, in our in our personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just hard. Like I have friends who I know struggle with certain things. And you see them, you're like, oh, you're making a choice that's not, it's a bad choice. Yeah. But there's nothing you can do. Because even if you were to say, hey, stop it, they're not going to stop it. No. And then it's, they villainize you for that a lot of times. Yeah. And then there's that struggle of like, I still care about this person, but then I see what's happening. It's just not. Yeah. It's a whole thing. I understand why. You would, after two times, just be like, I can't do this. Because if you don't have the emotional bandwidth. Yeah. And I think, like you said, I mean, I think a lot of that comes from my relationship with my ex. I think I allowed so much. And not just like with, not speaking to addiction, like in particular, but just with other aspects. Yeah. Of trying to help, trying to do X, Y, Z. And I'm sure from an outsider's perspective, like you had at some point, it's probably like, Rachel, this is not going to get fixed. Like Mm -hmm. you have to end it. And then eventually coming to that realization, like, there's nothing you can do with somebody who's not willing to seek help on their own. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting about that? And this has turned now into a TED Talk situation. (laughs) We will take TED Talk money, by the way. Thank you. Thanks, TED. What's interesting about that is that we, well, I, I will Mm -hmm. say I, not for fact checker, Mm -hmm. but I knew you as a couple. Mm Mm-hmm. And so for me, I never necessarily saw anything that was a red flag. Sure. Yeah. I saw some things that worked for me personally, but mm-hmm. because of his culture, I'd be like, well, that's sure, that's yeah. their dynamic and and that's something that you're into. Right. And mm-hmm. so that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't see any red flags. And so I was genuinely surprised when Mm -hmm. when you told me about Mm -hmm. things but then as you started to talk about the relationship afterwards I was like oh my god yeah Mm -hmm. thank god you got out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's it was so toxic yeah yeah well and like bringing it back to Grateful Dad yes because this is a Grateful Dad podcast yes it is (laughs) you're talking about like how the band did so much good and I think that they really did and like they have this great musical legacy of really pioneering a genre right and and doing things in such a way and like what it really means to have a fan base that's a real community of people Mm -hmm. in a very positive uplifting way but then you think about like jerry garcia's personal life he i think treated the the partners in his life very poorly he was selfish he cheated on people he was with I don't think he was a great dad. I don't think he was very involved with the different children that he right. had throughout his life. And some of that was like being on tour constantly, like you're just physically not there a lot of the time, but also like to dealing with addiction and, and health issues that you're not addressing. So it's this weird mix of like, yeah, there are so many good positives from it, but also like, ooh, to be intimately involved with somebody who just is doing so many shitty things has to be tough and i really wonder what his bandmates thought when he did die because at that point too everybody's middle aged, everybody's in their 50s they've been together as a group for so long with the exception of the keyboardist who kept dying <laughs> that, 
that like uh, revolving door. Right, but like you've been a core group for so long. Like when yeah. he died, was it a surprise? Like was it anger, frustration? Was it cathartic in some ways because you could finally let those feelings go in some ways through your grief? I think kind of all of the above. Yeah, that's I don't what know. I imagine is all of the above, and I can only imagine. But yeah, that's obviously somebody that they they cared about deeply. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, they held multiple interventions for him. Yeah. And they were at the point, too. And he was being kind of an anchor. Yeah. I mean, as the front man unofficially of the band, too, there are some things where they said, like, OK, if if you can't get clean, we're not going to be able to be a band anymore. And then he would get clean for a while. But then there would be relapses. And it's just so difficult. Yeah. In situations like that. And then, of course, he had these other health problems on top of that he that he wasn't dealing with, like, apart from the drug issues. I don't know. I don't know. It would just be so hard. And I think the older I've gotten, the less personal tolerance I have for it. I may yeah. still have a lot of empathy for somebody, but I don't think I would be able to maintain a close relationship with someone mm-hmm. if that were their situation. I think I would just be like, I can't do this anymore. Like no, I, just, I see that completely. Yeah. I've had friends like that that I've had to cut off. Just, just out of like because, self-preservation. Yeah. And it's not even that they were like yo-yoing into rock bottom mm-hmm. and back again. It's just I see certain trends and patterns in their behavior right. that I'm like, can't do this. Right, you just have so to distance. You're, yeah, you're going to become an acquaintance now rather yeah. than an actual friend. Yeah. And I don't mean that in like an elitism kind of way at all. I it's think that's from self-preservation and you can doing still what's best kind for of you. mourn that loss of that person yeah. in that relationship. Yeah. But at the same time, too, I think you have to at some point say, like, I need to be able to maintain my own peace and well-being and not get caught up in that person's life. Yeah. Well, you can still recognize that addiction is sometimes just beyond somebody's control, too. It's so hard and complex. It's very complex. Yeah, it is. All right. <laughs> Well, this has been fun. Way to bring some levity to it with your burps again, Topher. <laughs> Do you have any other fun facts about Grateful Dead? Sure, yeah. Martin Scorsese made um, a documentary about them in 2017. Oh, fun. Yeah. I know you love Scorsese. I am an avid fan yes. of Scorsese. Topher's a real bro. <laughs> this is bro-y film. I can tell you. All of the films that he's Name done. Name one Martin Scorsese film. The Princess Diaries. Boom. Cheers. Nailed it. <laughs> Anne Hathaway is his muse. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really know a Scorsese film, though? No. Okay, interesting. Interesting. I really wish Fact Checker were here right now, just so I could see his expression. <laughs> I barely know actors and what they've been in. How am I supposed to know a director or a writer or a producer? So I think we need to start a new podcast with Topher. Like, who is this person? And we just name a famous person that most other people know about. And you just give your, you know, your spiel, your take on them. So, you know, the comedian Tig. Nataro. Nataro. Yes. Have you watched that show that she has? One Mississippi? No, no, no. Oh, a comedy special. No, it's. (gasps) The one where yes. she brings the celebrities on yes. and she has to guess yes. who they are. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of them, but yes, it's hilarious. It's so funny because she's so clueless. Like, yes. I'm I'm not even that clueless. Yeah. 
Also, Tegan Taro, come on our podcast. Yes, Tegan Taro. We need that dry humor. Yes. We. So fun. Need you, Tegan Taro. <laughs> All right. Any final notes on the wine? Do you like my pun there? Notes. Uh, 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 uh. More cherry. Would you say cherry Garcia? I would say. <laughs> <laughs> because oh. I put ice cream in his drink. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. He wasn't looking. I would say more cherry as mm-hmm. it's opened up. Yeah. I'm less black pepper. That ripe cherry. Yeah. It's much more ripe than it was mm-hmm. originally. It's very juicy. It is a juicy wine. She juicy. Yeah. Perfectly delightful. Yeah. I like it. I do too. Okay. Are we ready to do a verdict? I am ready to do a verdict. You hush. I'm trying to make you not feel bad for pre-gaming someone. <laughs> is that what it is? That's not true. I just couldn't enunciate. <laughs> not guilty. Not guilty. Yeah. yeah. This is delightful. I really like it. I do too. Now, who's the winemaker again on this? Well. Well, is there one? The Grateful Dead. Duh. N- no. <laughs> Did this just appear in the store as like a magical bottle? It literally says... Underneath it, www.gnarlyhead.com at Gnarlyhead Wines, Grateful Dead Properties. I wonder if it was one of the other members of the the band who just owns a vineyard or something. I don't know. Maybe. We should have looked that up. Yeah. (laughs) We should have. We really should have. Yeah. On this podcast, we cut some corners. It is what it is. Yeah, that's fair. I'm good. You go for it. Just a little bit left, less than an inch. I'd say a millimeter in the bottle. <laughs> I don't think you know what a millimeter actually is. That's fair. I probably don't. A millimeter is like. So I'm not 10 millimeters tall. I'm you're, different you're than not, that. You're many, many, many. You're at least 100 millimeters. I don't know enough about millimeters to say how much that is. So I'm going to say sure. Oh my God. I was watching some British thing recently <gasps> and they referred to somebody as being like, two point something meters tall and i was like that's ridiculous that means nothing to that me that is in my ridiculous yeah how can you say that also don't refer to people as weight in stone i know but honestly it's kind of cute how people do that like it seems so medieval i'm like <laughs> what stone did you all just decide on <laughs> right like this is the standard stone size when I lived in Scotland, people would be like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 whatever stone. I lost like, one stone. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that means. Is that a lot? Is that a little? What kind of stones? A stone that I can pick up outside or a stone that I'm going to have to like, get a from brick? Home Depot and like right. fall into it. Exactly. But it's kind of adorable, though. Like, I weigh three feathers. <laughs> Who knows if they're ostrich feathers or hummingbird feathers? We'll never know. I owe, I Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I weigh two fiddle fiddly ferns. <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking. Okay, now. we're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, for this very special Atlanta Pride edition. Yes. If you have any questions for us, mm-hmm. we will answer them. It doesn't matter what the question is, honestly. It doesn't matter what the answer is. You'll get an answer. You'll get an answer. Is it to your question? Maybe. Maybe. If you're lucky. 
That's right. You will be lucky, though. We will answer the well, question. We're actually going to try really hard yeah, if you actually, reach out. Yeah. So we really appreciate it. Exactly. So you can reach out to us for that <laughs> at True Crimes Against Wine at Gmail and TikTok. Instagram and Facebook. And, and we'll send you some swag. Okay, that's not what I was going to say, but okay. <laughs> what were you going to say? Oh, if you have any wine recommendations. <laughs> I was like, what was I going to say? Yeah, if you have any recommendations. This has been a very special episode. Yeah, let us know. If you think we did a great job by already coming into this episode real strong, let us know. <laughs> or if you prefer our normal behavior. <laughs> I don't know. Let us know. Anyway, just tell us things. We'll listen. Do words to us. Cheers. Cheers. Ciao. Bye. Bye.